pastel de nata Churros Brigadeiro Calzone Apple pie Shredo roupien Bagans and mash Toad in the hole Paella Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Turning Chickens and Breaking Dishes. My guest today is a trained singer, actress, chef, cookbook author, cooking show host, and she tours the country to perform live stream with her show, Colorful Cooking Classes. Her videos on TikTok became viral, where she mixes cooking with singing, all with a fun approach. She strongly encouraged her followers to eat the rainbow. And sadly to say, I wish I could do this presentation in a musical form, but my talents are none. Gabriel Reyes, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Before I ask you my favorite question to ask, I ask every guest. I know you like uh, musicals. You've been in some musicals. Yes. Let's be controversial here. Most, <gasps> just for you, most overrated musical that you've seen. Let's do it. It's okay. Don't worry about oh. it. Let's you push I on mean... the spot. <laughs> I'll answer. You know what? So you don't feel lonely. I'll answer with you. I will answer with you. Can I answer? Okay. Then, then, then you feel comfortable. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Go for it. For me, it was just because there was a little bit of a hype. It was Book of Mormon. Oh, okay. Okay. I actually never saw that one. Well, you know, I saw the original cast Hamilton and that was amazing. And, you know, I don't want to be that girl, but I saw some other performances and it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same experience. I love the music. It's a vibe. But I think it got a little run into the ground. People played it a little too much around me. You know, it's funny because you mentioned I was going to say it, but then people. Not because you're saying this, but the first time I, I saw Hamilton twice, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay. That was my reaction leaving, you know, <laughs> I was like in DC, in Kennedy Center, I was like, okay. And then, but then I watched the second time, I like a little better, but when I watched the first time and then I told people I didn't care for it that much, people almost like attacked me. It's like talking bad about Beyonce. It's like, you don't You cannot that. talk bad about Beyonce. <laughs> I can't do that. So the first question, this was not the first question anymore, but normally I ask my guests, I start with this. Uh, have you ever been to Portugal? I have not. I heard no. it's beautiful though. It is. I can guarantee you that's. I was born there. I was there for 23 years. I can guarantee you that. What came first, singing or cooking? Oh, my goodness. It all happened at the same time. You know, I grew up singing in choirs, in church and in school. And simultaneously at that same time, you know, my family is Haitian and Puerto Rican. So we were cooking all the time. So I want to say the singing came first because I could sing before I could, you know, stand over a stove or a pot. Uh, but they definitely happened at the same time. Do you remember back in the days, what was the dish? Who was the good cook? Oh, my mom was definitely the best cook out of the whole family. But it was really simple recipes like roasted potatoes, stews, rice and beans, epis, which is like this delicious savory seasoning that all Haitians put on their food. And then sofrito, you know, just good, delicious, herby recipes that honestly we put on everything. So... Not to jump right away, but we have to jump right away. One of the in 2011, your life changed a little bit, correct? Yes. Um, and I think that's kind of guide us a little bit. Uh, and you've been very outspoken about it that you were suffering from body dysmorphia, skin issues, among other things. Can you talk about that change? Yeah, definitely. You know, I grew up in the theater world and like in the acting performance world, and in that world 
your appearance has so much to do with your value. And so when I went to college, honestly, some of my professors were a little harsh and they would just like make comments about my weight and about my skin. And I didn't really know what was going on. And I thought at the time, the only thing I could do to deal with it was ultimately fall under an eating disorder. I was restricting, I was eating too little, eating too much, binging, purging, over-exercising, counting calories, all the stuff nobody really wants to do. And this was all because I thought I had to look a certain way um, to be successful within this industry. But then honestly, it was kind of crazy. I was gorging myself on a lot of like um, pork and beef and cheese and eggs uh, for a couple of weeks. Um, and I was at a tailgate party and I was getting ready to take part in the same toxic cycle of eating a bunch of food that made me feel bad and then binging or throwing it all up. Um, but as I was walking upstairs to go do the deed, I heard a voice and literally never heard this voice before, but it said, go vegan. And I had heard about veganism, but back then, I mean, this is 2011, everyone's thinking vegans are weird, vegans are malnourished. Where will I get my protein? You know, so it felt super random, but it also felt like it was something that needed to happen. I had tried everything else. I tried paleo, keto, you know, all that, counting the calories. And so from that day forward, I really just committed to eating plant-based. And I had no idea what it meant. I thought butter. I thought I could eat butter. I didn't know. Like, yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> um, I found some vegan butter, though, trust and believe. Um, but I ate so much trail mix, <laughs> so much trail mix those first few days. And then I started kind of doing a little bit of research, went onto YouTube. And actually, people who I consider my friends now were some of the first ever YouTubers and bloggers who were creating recipes that I could easily adapt. Do you believe that we first have to train our brain and then everything comes after that? So every time someone imagine makes a stomach reduction, right? They think that's the formula. You make stomach reduction, you go on with your life, but you still have the same bad habits. Something bad will happen, right? There's a lot of stories yeah. about that. Do you think you have to first heal your brain and then you take care of your body? You know, it's hard because... I think so much of my healing journey had to do with mental health and loving myself and ultimately like becoming a whole person. And part of that came with consuming foods that felt good, looked good and nourished my body. I think for some people, if you are struggling with depression or anxiety or fear or, you know, just insecurities, one way to help that is by consuming nourishing food. Maybe that's not going fully vegan or fully plant-based, but definitely eating more of the rainbow, eating more colorful foods that just infuse all those nutrients into your body. And also I ain't gonna lie, they look beautiful too. So it's like you're eating beautiful food, you're gonna feel beautiful inside and out. Now, I don't think it's a cure-all. I think also like obviously discussing and talking to either a licensed professional or even talking to a close family member who you can realistically get down and honest with and you know they will accept you. Um, that's hard for some people because they don't have those friends or families in their life. So when it comes down to that, obviously there's a ton of different resources, whether free or paid. But I definitely think helping your body by consuming more nutrient dense foods that also happen to be delicious, also happen to be gorgeous, helps alongside with the mental health. I think if you're doing the mental health and talking to somebody, but still eating 
garbage or a mm -hmm. lot of garbage, it's not going to really do the same if you are nourishing your body and seeing the changes happen from your skin, for your clarity, less anxiety, less fear. There's just so many benefits that come with consuming just plants in general. Just curiosity, was just basically, you mentioned about everything until that point in 2011, when you decided to go, you know, a plant-based diet, did the other thing go went away or you still, the first months were still difficult in a way, like you said, you know, you had to throw up after, did you like yes. overate or it was just a, like an overnight thing? No. It was not an overnight thing. Definitely going plant-based vegan absolutely helped because it removed the guilt. I didn't feel that sort of like, honestly, suffering. I don't know if it was the vibrations, you know, just like the negative energy that was coming from the food. I don't know. Some people don't believe in that, whatever, whatever. But for me, it just, I got rid of that sense of like guiltiness. And so there was definitely less uh, binging and purging, but I still did have the tendency to undereat over exercise. Um, there was still that balance I had to find. But what I found is about two months into eating plant-based, once I started seeing actual results, which was I, I started feeling my stomach, I didn't have any more issues using the restroom or you know any kind of dietary issues within my stomach, bowel issues in that. My skin was fully cleared up. I felt my nails were growing faster. I felt like I could work out stronger, harder. Once I started seeing that, the fear of being skinny or being too fat, any of those fears, I didn't care anymore. Because what I knew was, hey, you know what? It doesn't really matter how much I weigh. I feel great. And that's all that really mattered at the end. And that's the same way I am today. Um, my weight fluctuates. But what matters is like, how do I feel? Like, yeah. am I waking up? Is my stomach feeling good? Do I have headaches? Am I coughing, sneezing? No, <laughs> none of that is happening. So I'm very happy with the journey. Do you think there's more pressure society-wise because, you know, social media, there's a lot about, it's a visual thing, correct? It's not a audio thing like this. Mm -hmm. It's people see you. Do you think there's more and more pressure for people have, I don't even know, quote unquote, means the perfect body, but you know what I mean? Like the looks, right? Um, <laughs> Definitely. You know, I am honestly super against like body modification. I'm very much like against filters. Like for me, you know, you are blessed to look the way you are. If you got a face, if you got limbs, if you got, you know, things that help you function in society, bless it. Like it is a blessing to be able to smell, to be able to see, to be able to breathe. And I think because we are extremely privileged within the society, it's not enough. And so now there's the pressure from whether it be celebrities or, you know, wealthy people, I guess, that, hey, if you're not happy with the way you look, don't worry about it. You too can look just like me. And my question is, who is coming up with those standards of yeah, exactly. beauty? What's the formula? Who are yeah. we, mm -hmm. Exactly. Who are we honoring? Who are we essentially making our God of beauty? Um, it's not my God. I don't think that the standard big, huge lips you know, cat eyes, you know, super skinny, super big butt. Personally, that's not beautiful to me. I am beautiful to me. And I just hope that with everything I do as a content creator and with the rawness and the realness that I provide, I hope that everybody of all genders, races, forms can accept who they are as who they are, you know, because it's there's such freedom in loving yourself as you are, whether you have scars or pimples or whatever, 
there's so many beautiful things that you can do to make yourself feel better, but it doesn't always have to come down to hiding yourself via filter or, you know, fillers or plastic surgery or anything like that. Yeah. It's interesting. You say that normally I don't talk. I mean, this podcast is just about my guests, not about me, but you know, I remember a couple of years ago, I went through a very rough time and it hurt me that family members normally that the only question I wanted to ask me was, are you okay? You know, are you happy? So be it. But the first thing to say, hey, put on some weight. Do you want to, you know, you want to lose some weight? And it's a horrible thing. We always associate being skinny to being happy, which is far from the truth. And I remember having fights, you know, with family members be like, I always just wish you asked me like, hey, how are you doing? You know, how's, how's, that's why then you sometimes you hear, it's sad to say like horrible stories about people you think, quote unquote, aren't so happy, but there's something deeper than that, right? Um, and I, I mean, I'm talking about this. The first person came to mind that a lot of people know, and it was a recent case was Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. It's something, a sad thing. And you always associate with dancing and you dance, right? Dance and music, people mm-hmm. happy. There's always something deeper there, which is a sad thing. But uh, I remember when I went through that, it was kind of a bad feeling because I was not in a good place. And you try to seek comfort in the one, your loved ones. But the first thing, I mean, because they're not, they're inapt to say like, hey, how's it going? Hey, I love that little bell you have right now. You know what <laughs> I mean? No, yeah. it's always like, hey, you should probably show we take care of that, which is a horrible feeling. Absolutely horrible feeling. Yeah. But I guess that's how, you know, society we live. But let's let's go on a up, up, up spirit here. Uh, we don't have to, just to talk about this. Which outlets that you do gives you the biggest joy? Or do you think they're all tangled? Like music, singing, dancing, cooking. What, which one is, which one is the one? Oh, I love coming up with my songs. Like I'm at my happiest place in the world, um, recording with my husband. We actually just do it in our office and just, you know, creating these fun songs that are so unique to me. No one's ever created them before. I'm the ones coming. I'm the one coming up with the lyrics, uh, the beat, my husband's mixing and mastering it. And the fact that I'm able to do that, oh my goodness, like I'm literally living in heaven and paradise every day. It feels like I am like a Grammy award winning <laughs> singer <laughs> without any of the pressure. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, I just get to make these fun, silly songs that I know people laugh because I laugh. <laughs> yeah. I laugh when I listen back to the songs, but I'm also bopping while I laugh. Yeah. You know, I'm vibing, I'm grooving. So that's honestly my happiest place. I also love filming. I'm an actress, so I love being on set. Um, I'm actually recently in a show on Paramount Plus called Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone. And so being on set with that is just such an unreal, out-of-this-world experience, Um, getting to just work with these true titans of the industry and, you know, feeling, honestly, extremely accepted within the community, the family, the cast. Um, and then, of course, the cameras, the lights, all that is just like such an incredible experience that I've loved ever since I started acting in 2011. So I would definitely say those are definitely my top two, creating music and then being on set filming. I was going to ask you, how was the what's the creating process for those TikToks videos you did? Your husband did the beatboxing, right? That was how the, everything started. And then you just went from there. Yes. Yeah. So it all started off, honestly, as like a joke. But my husband just started beatboxing to one of my little recipe songs that I came up with on Christmas, I believe. It was about mac and cheese. And then I posted it and people were like, oh, snap, I love it. And so I was like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's try 
try this. And I've been doing musical recipes for a while, but I've been doing them more long form, like YouTube style, cooking show style content. This is the first time I ever did it in a truncated, like 15 to 30 second format. And people loved it. It was quick. It was easy. They loved my husband's beatboxing. And eventually that kind of morphed into us developing uh, beats with a producer. We actually have a whole music album out on all platforms, Blessed by Grace. And the producer we worked with to create that, he actually had a bunch of other beats and he was like, hey, use these beats for your recipes. And I was like, hey, that sounds bomb. We started adding harmony. And then my blessed husband, he came in and he was like, you know what, I'm gonna make this even better. He started mixing and mastering. And now we're in a place where it's just like, he helps me he inspires me whenever I'm done like filming a recipe and editing the video, um, which takes about like a day to do that. Then I'll find a beat that I really enjoy that we've kind of put inside of our catalog of beats. And then I'll, I'll create a song. And lately I've been kind of playing around with, you know, what he enjoys more is music, uh, which is more like uh, more R&B, jazz, Afro beats style, opposed to like jingle pop or that style. And so I'll go and tell him, like, this is what I think the song should be. Here are the lyrics. He'll tell me, oh, maybe change this, you know, add this. What about if you did that? Bet. Sounds good. And then the next day we'll meet at a certain time and spend about two to four hours recording the music. And um, yeah, and he mixes and masters and puts in the harmonies. And then I put the music on the video and then I put it out into the world. The magic happens. Yes. It's so and fun. Your videos, when you cook, it, the whole thing is you like to, you like I said at the beginning, eat eat all the colors, right? Yes. Why is it so important for you that? Oh, every color has an incredible nutrient, vitamin, mineral, red. Anything red is good for your heart. Anything orange is good for your skin, your sight. Yellow, incredibly good for your brain. Purple as well. Every single color that you see, there's a reason why our eyes are naturally attracted to the beauty of the rainbow of colors, right? You go and you walk into a garden and you're like, oh my goodness, wow, look at all these colors, this vibrancy just makes you feel good. It makes you feel whole. So I like to base all of my recipes in that. I don't really eat a lot of like beige, whites, uh, mushrooms. I eat a lot of mushrooms, so brown. <laughs> it's funny, like if you're like, mm, no, thank you. Is it beige? <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. You know, it's funny because I actually, I do love carbs, right? So I always base all of my recipes in a carby element, a fresh element, a creamy element, and a meaty or a hearty element. And depends on if it's going to be fully rainbow-tastic from all the way from red all the way to purple, or sometimes it'll be more so like It'll have green, a splash of green, a splash of red in there. But the majority of it is brown, whether it be that I'm cooking mushrooms or cauliflower. But for people who are starting off with eating plant-based and trying their hand at just eating healthier in general, I always say go for the rainbow. Um, go for the produce that's literally go grab the red, go grab the orange, go grab the yellow, go to every color and look at your beautiful bounty that you have. And see what you can create from that. Because with just those ingredients alone, just by shopping from the rainbow, you can create hundreds of delicious recipes and seasonings and spices and using everything. And it's all healthy. It's all good. It yeah. all tastes delicious too. So let's play a game just because of the eating the rainbow. The rainbow has seven colors. Yes. So for each color, you have to give me your favorite 
ingredient. Yes, I got you. Okay, you're done. You're ready. Red. I am red. Bell peppers. Orange. Bell peppers. <laughs> right? Pumpkin. Or Yellow. Squash. Zucchini. Green. Or pineapple. <laughs> Green is going to be spinach. Blue. Blueberries. Indigo. Well, let's do some radishes. Let's go with radish. Violets. Cabbage. You got the whole thing. Okay, perfect. I got it. I got Our... I got options for all of them. <laughs> you even have plan B for each. Our rapid fire questions. First question, what was your first memory of taste? Oh, it was sweet. It was chocolate. Okay. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yes. I I remember I actually I think I have a photo of me when I was like super young eating like a Mickey Mouse chocolate bar and I don't know why but that's that's the first memory that ever comes to me when I think of food and I have a huge sweet tooth so most underrated ingredient for you chickpeas I think everyone should be using chickpeas every day all day in every single way overrated Mm, tofu I'm sorry I'm not a huge fan of tofu uh people a lot of people like it it ain't and I'm, I'm getting learning to love it uh, strange food combinations that you do and this one is tricky this happens a lot in the sweet and salty worlds that you might put okay. on a sandwich dipping something on something oh. that some people look at you be like Gabrielle no so I make a Jamaican jerk nachos and I put pineapple on it. And people think it's crazy, but it is so delicious. It's got the sweet. It's got the savory pineapple on a lot of stuff. Not on pizza, though. Oh, not on pizza. Okay. Not on pizza. On everything but pizza. A couple of days ago, I heard someone saying dipping chocolate chip cookie on ketchup. Nope. Nope. Just, nope. just keep that one in your mind. <laughs> just, just okay. What's your best midnight snack for you? I love pickles. I love crispy pickles, like only refrigerated and spicy. They have to be refrigerated. If they're not, <laughs> I don't play games with those pickles. Do, <laughs> do you drink pickle, pickle juice? No, but I use it to marinate my mushrooms or my cauliflower before I fry it. What's one meal you can have for the rest of your life? Ooh, chickpeas. <laughs> okay, there I you go. You could have like chickpeas and rice. I could eat that every single day in like thousands of different kinds of combinations. Perfect. The name of the podcast is Turning Chickens and Breaking Dishes. Uh, those are actually two Portuguese phrases. Turning chickens means someone that has a lot of experience and breaking dishes means someone that has exceeded expectations. Do you think you've been turning more chickens or breaking more dishes? I think I'm breaking dishes. Go for <laughs> it. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's good. And also at the end of the podcast, I tell my guests to sell their fish in Portugal. So if someone tells you to sell your fish, that means to talk about yourself, where people can find you, what's in the future, where's something you can share, just sell your fish or sell your chickpeas. I love Let's just go more vegan. Let's have a vegan oh. approach. Sell your chickpeas. I'm going to sell my seaweed. How about that? Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Sell, <laughs> you, sell your now. seaweed. Go for it. Yes. Well, you can find all of my recipes at onegreatvegan.com or just research Gabrielle Reyes on all platforms. I'll pop up, I'll be singing, I'll be dancing. I also have a cookbook and it's called Colorful Home Cooking with Gabrielle Reyes. And that's also at onegreatvegan.com. And yeah, you can find everything. I have a blog, I have YouTube videos, I got free recipes, you can pay for recipes. I got you, I got music. I got music, got <laughs> blessed music. by that's grace on all platforms. You can find it YouTube, 
iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Blessed by Grace. It's all positive vibes, too. Perfect. Two important questions before you leave. What's for dinner today? Oh, snap. I just made rainbow sushi. I dyed the rice pink with beet juice, and it is, oh, it is so good. So I'm eating that. Okay. And I ask at the beginning, uh, overrated musical. Let's just finish on a, on a happy note. Favorite musical of all time. I would have to say Dream Girls. It never gets old. Okay. I love Dream Girls. Perfect. Gabrielle, thank you very much. Thank you for sharing you. your story. And it was a pleasure. Everybody go eat their rainbows. Everybody go pick yeah. all the colors. And yes. if you ever go to Portugal, you know, just let me know. I'll give you a good itinerary. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you later. Bye. Thanks, Gabriel, for coming on the show. And thanks, everyone, for all the support. If you want to get in contact with me, you can send an email to info at davidgmartins.com or make sure you can follow all the updates on Instagram at davidgmartinschef. That's D-A-V-I-D-E-G-M-A-R-T-I-N-S. I'll be back next week. Make sure you're safe. Make sure you're happy. Adios.